Hello, everyone. Welcome back to King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, Paul and I have been busy. It has been chaotic uh, finding time, so we apologize for the delay, and I know that uh, we've not been quite as active on social media recently, but uh, rumors of our demise would be greatly exaggerated. Uh, that said, there's a lot to talk about, so we're not going to waste too much time up front, but uh, Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Completely awesome. You, uh, you, you just recently took a little vacation, didn't you? Yes, yes. I went. I took my son and my oldest daughter and my mother to the greatest place there is in the world and that's not disney world ladies and gentlemen that is south bend indiana we were uh we went out to the notre dame pit game the last week last weekend so we were out there uh it was well worth 12 hour bus ride each way mm. uh that was a little rough but i've done it before because yeah. this is the fourth time i made the trip out there and uh no it was great the irish won Pfft, was there any question i mean they are number four in the country and undefeated um <laughs> No, so no, it was a great time. You know what? I was actually I've been out there before, and I love going out. It's my favorite thing to do. But it was my son's first time, so to see the, the excitement, like to see it through his eyes in a way, it was it was great. He got so excited yeah. and everything. So it was it was just a great weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, oh, and and well, we cool. came home. I you know, and we just booked another trip. I'm taking him to see Notre Dame uh, Syracuse next month at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome, yeah, man. it's gonna be a ton of fun. That's not bad. That's like two hours away, so that's that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you do with the bus ride? Was he all right? Yeah, you know what? And the way out wasn't bad because we left at eleven o'clock at night. So okay, we took some Benadryl. We woke up in Toledo, Ohio, for breakfast. Um, nice. Coming back though wasn't bad. Um, it was a long ride. We got on the bus at like I think it was like nine or ten o'clock in the morning, and it, we didn't get home until mm. like nine o'clock at night. But um, yeah. they played a bunch of movies. So he watched Remember the Titans. He um, did you ever see that movie Radio with Cuba Gooding Jr. He watched uh, yeah, he I, watched that. I mean, they were putting on fan, family friendly movies, but he he's eleven. He likes that stuff. So sure. and um, I was just reading wrestling books. Nice. I, uh, I what you reading? Well, I was reading The Death of the Territories by Tim Hornbaker. Um, nice. Oh, and speaking of books, my other two, I got two more books from a friend of the show, Mark James. I bought Vine 2 and 3 of the JCP, um, the Jim Crocker Promotions record book. So I basically have the cards. Now, now they're not 100% in, in their entirety. They're the best that could be done from 1960 until 1988 when they close. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, so cool. I was real excited, too, because the first thing I did was look up the card for my birthday, and there was like a U.S. title match between Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Man, hearing about those matches and, you know, obviously everybody talks about the series of matches they had like in 89, um, but they had been wrestling and working together, you know, since the mid to late 70s. And and uh, I think that it's one of those, we talked with Magna about this when we had him on the show, it's one of those sort of bittersweet things because they had all these awesome classic matches that were yeah. just lost to the ages, you know. Yeah, and it said, um, you want to, you know, they started, um, they have a lot of that older Jim Crockett stuff on the network, but it starts in 1981. Now, I know they got to have stuff prior to that. It's just a question if they're ever, ever rolling out or if they feel it's worth it or, or what. But I'll tell you what, I was firing up and watching some, some classic Jim Crockett from 81, and I was, yeah. I marked out. It's like, seriously, like 40 years later, 39 years later, I marked out because one of my favorites of all time was on there. The Universal Heartthrob, Austin Idol. <laughs> Uh, that's classic. I mean, people yeah, see him now because yeah. he um, he manages Nick Aldis a lot. But to see yeah. him back in his day, it's hilarious. It is awesome. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. He's in uh, uh, a couple of the Memphis books that I've got from Mark as well, uh, which I love those Memphis books. The thing that's cool about the Memphis books is that he, you know, he does um, record books for them like those Jim Crockett promotions, but he also does singles out specific years and goes into yeah. detail talking about, you know, uh, the storylines, the angles, some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, it's really cool. And, you know, because of all the connections and contacts that he has, there's, you know, often quotes from Jerry Jarrett. There's quotes from Jerry Lawler. There's, you know, there's, there's quotes from Bill Dundee and, you know, so on and so forth. The That's one book, cool. yeah, the one book he put out, I don't know if you own it or you were showing it to me. I mean, he has the actual photocopies of the booking sheets mm-hmm. from the territory, which was wild. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, yeah, super cool. The amount of detail um, that he can find and research that he must do, our but Mark James, I mean, really, I mean, it's great stuff to read and to have, but we all kind of owe him a debt of gratitude because, I mean, as far as wrestling historians go, he goes way above and beyond to try to, try to preserve this information. You know what I mean? Even yeah, if you don't buy his books or read his books, you owe him a debt of gratitude. But if you're into that stuff, I definitely would check it out. What's it? MarkJamesBooks.com. Yep, and that he, is indeed it. He really um, is, you know, too. He's, the he's, nicest guy, man. Super nice, yeah. And and we actually have uh, a really nice interview with him um, that we'll probably be uh, airing at some point, you know, just uh, with the, all the stuff, the content that we banked at... Um at uh, StarCast, there's stuff that we still haven't rolled out yet, including that interview. We've got the ACH and Eddie Kingston interviews, which uh, we'll probably actually be putting that ACH interview out really soon because uh, he's taking part in the uh, Junior Tag League right now. So um, clearly there's you know there's there's still stuff that we've got to, to put out, and uh, we'll probably be doing that fairly yeah. soon. But, uh, yeah, then the nice thing is when I got home from the trip... I jumped back into now. I'm obviously I am on the record here numerous times of late calling the WWE a dumpster fire, but yes. I am enjoying the shit out of WWE 2K19. Uh, yeah, man, it's 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 the best iteration they've had so far. I think uh, uh, since um, uh, uh, 2K took over um, the game, I, I really think it's the best that they've done. Were you in the fire department over there? Jeez. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what happens. I'm I just, recording from yeah. uh, my offices in downtown Chicago. I, uh, Chai Rock. <laughs> wow. Are you, on, are you on top of the fire truck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're shooting an episode of Chicago Fire next door. So, uh, no, not really. But, I don't uh, know. The, the, I really, I just started last night playing the uh, showcase mode, the whole Daniel Bryan thing. And that's yeah. a lot of fun. That's my favorite nice. one. That's the, my favorite one since they did the WrestleMania moment one, where you did all the WrestleManias. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that uh, it, it's interesting because I, I know that clearly a lot of our listeners uh, are, are big Fire Pro fans, and um, you know, I enjoy Fire Pro a hell of a lot. I think that the the two K games get a little bit of a bad rap though, because a lot of people just don't want to put the effort into them that they're willing to put into a game like fire pro because if you adjust sliders if you adjust attributes if you i mean you can get as close to a wrestling simulation game out of 2k that you're ever going to get from fire pro quite frankly i mean you can and and the limb targeting and uh i don't know i just think that there's even more interactivity uh in the creation suites and it's uh, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. I've I've pretty much just done the, my career at this point, um, and I'm I'm starting up my universe, and I've played a few of the the towers, you know, yeah. just for fun. But I've uh, done the uh, the my career, but right before I left for Notre Dame, I got stuck. I could not win that stupid number one competitor uh, contenders battle royal. 
I kept, I kept getting tossed out by like idiots. So I like I'm gonna jump back in. But uh, can I give a huge thank you though to the wonderful men and women who buy this game and then spend their time making New Japan wrestlers that look awesome. All right, you're doing yeah. everybody a favor. Keep it up. It, Without it, a doubt, some of them are fantastic. I mean, it's taken a little longer than normal, I think, than other years to yes. get some of these guys up. But once they seem to come up, they've been done really well. I agree. Yeah, there's there's a great uh, uh, Young Bucks up. There's uh, a fantastic uh, Ishimori. There's a great Kota Ibushi now that just came out a couple days ago. Um, there's still, in in my opinion, there's still not a great Okada. Um, there's a couple of really good Omegas. Um, there's uh, uh, there's a Tanahashi, but uh, he doesn't have a move set, and that always pisses me off. Oh, you know Plus what? Don't have any alternate attire. Do you want to know a know. trick? I figured this out. It takes two of your downloads to do. But if you search for a Tanahashi or anybody, and you mm-hmm. find one that looks great, but they don't have the move set, download yeah. it. Then search the same name just under move sets. People won't make the guy, but make the move sets, and then you assign it to that character. Yeah, and the, the Osprey. There's actually a fantastic Will Osprey, and uh, it's the same situation with him. Doesn't have the move set, but yeah. his move set is on there. And I did yeah. that with his, but I didn't search Tanahashi's yet. I, I have um, to make a request though, somebody yeah. out there, because I downloaded all the titles. Right? Would some kind sir or lady please make me Tai Chi? All right. <laughs> Besides the fact that I love Tai Chi, it's driving me nuts that I have a vacant, never open weight title right now. Yeah, no, I, I could, I, I can understand that. It's, you know, the, I will say this, and he's a hard one to do because it, it took a while for there to be a truly great one on last year's game. Uh, there's not a good Naito yet. No, um, you know, there, the, the, there's three of them that I think that are up there, and this is for PS4, uh, and, and none of them just quite hit the mark. But anyway, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. We're oh, spoiled, yeah, you know. Yeah. We've got this, and I got to give a little shout out. I'm, I'm like that guy that you know, some gamers hate. I will fire it up, and I will just go down the list of trophies trying to get them. Because yeah. like, I get, I have like that little bit of like OCD trying to be a completionist, and sure. um, some of them are real tricky to figure out how to do. So I have to give a shout out. There's this uh, the Indian gamer Poro ninety nine on YouTube. This is okay. another guy. He might not, like we're thanking the guys who make the, the characters. This guy made something like like he made say there's fifty achievements in the game. He made fifty individual videos showing you exactly the easiest way to do it and how to do it. And this wow. cat must play a lot of video games because he already has a ton of them up for Black Ops 4, which I don't own, but I subscribe to the guy's channel. Uh, so if you're looking for trophies or anything, check out Poro99. I just wanted to give him a shout-out because he saved me a ton of time and aggravation. Nice, nice. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, so let's uh, let's dive into... Uh, actually, we're going to switch things up just a little bit because I think we're going to have a hell of a lot to talk about when it comes to news and notes. So let's actually go ahead and just briefly talk about King of Pro Wrestling. Now, obviously, it's been over a week Do you know it's named the, after yeah. us? I, it is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> they named it after us. I don't know if you, anybody right. knew that or not. Um, but uh, it's been over a week, so you know we're not going to belabor uh, any points on, on these matches just because obviously anything that's been needed to be said has, has pretty much already been said. Um, but we certainly want to give our, our uh, point of view on everything. Um, the you know the opening match we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match between uh, El Desperado and Kanemaru um, defeating Jushin Liger and Tiger Mask. Um, you know I thought that it was 
it was a solid bout, actually. Um, you know, Tiger Mask in particular, I thought looked really good, and I know, you know, even going back less than a year ago, I think a lot of people were just sort of like, man, he's old, he's broken down, he's not fun to watch, but I think his his best of the Super Juniors tournament was really good, and and then I think that you know, seeing a match like this, it's like. You know, it's. I, I don't have high expectations for him, but I got what I expected. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw this. Okay, this is really? the first match. I'm like, okay, cool. I thought this match was really good, man. By the end of the match, I was bummed. I wanted to see Tiger Mask and Liger be the, mm-hmm. win the belts. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I, I I thought they did a great job. It was super entertaining for what it was. It's a great way to start the show. I mean, I don't know what more you can ask for, you know, really. Right. No, I, I yeah, totally agree. And then... Um, well, yeah. we'll follow it up. I'm not. I, I, I don't know. I'll let you handle this one to start. So, you know, we were. Uh, it's really the last time I tweeted much of anything of substance. But you know, Paul actually live tweeted the event, and then I tweeted after the fact as I was watching it because I didn't watch it live. Um, and both of us, I think, had similar thoughts about this match in particular when it comes to Tomoaki Anma because this was a tag team match with Makabe and Anma taking on um, uh, Robinson, Juice Robinson and Toa Hanare. And, I mean, Anma just... I mean, I tweeted during the middle of it, should this guy be in a ring? Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's a lot. Like, maybe there's no danger. I mean, obviously, I don't think they'd let him get in there if he could really get hurt more, any more than anybody else. But it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look right. Like, no. the guy looks like part of his body or something is paralyzed. Right. Yeah, he's very unsteady uh, on his feet a lot of times. I cringe when he does the, you know, the falling headbutt. Um, I, 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 yeah, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, just make him um, Maccabee's manager or, or something like his, you know, like something. I get I, I get you're trying to take care of the guy. And, and right. I, I applaud them. And I understand he came back. Like, I thought he was coming back for a one-off match just to come back and, and everything. But this yeah. is getting this is getting to the point where I don't want to watch it, and it's not that it stinks or anything. I'm uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree, and and you know this match was nothing to write home about for multiple reasons. Um, I, you know, I thought the finish was all right. Um, you know, because Makabe, the thing is, is that he can he can still kind of go. You know, and I got a lot of respect for Makabe, and and I think that he's done some pretty remarkable things. Just the you know being a different kind of character in New Japan um, for the past you know better part of the past decade. Um, but man. It, it just, I don't know, Hanare does nothing for me, and, and I tried to give him a chance. I feel like you probably gave him a chance longer than I did. Um, yeah, because but, I've been holding out I, for Toa Bottoms. <laughs> like, and I even um, said it. I really thought if they, you know, Toa Hanare, it'd be a good candidate if they were looking to put somebody into the Bullet Club, like the, the OG right. faction. Now, this is obviously between, before what all the, everything that took place, because, I mean, they would have had the island connection, kind of like the, the oceanic area, but, everything. but, like, I'm with you, and it's not that I dislike the guy. I, like, it's just he doesn't do anything. It doesn't move the needle for me at all. Yeah. In yeah, fact, exactly. it, it's like when I see you coming up, it's like bathroom break time. Right. Well, and, you know, and the sad part about that is, is that he's teamed here with Juice Robinson, who is a guy that everybody was really high on. And I think, you know, ended up having a fairly, I'm going to use this word sort of lightly, but controversial G1, because there are a lot of people that did not like his run. Uh, I had no problems with it. I didn't mind that he lost. I liked Juice. Yeah. Um, And then a lot of people have written him off and think that New Japan has written him off after 
dropping the U.S. title to Cody uh, at Fighting Spirit Unleashed. But I don't know. I, I mean, I don't necessarily see it that way, but I will certainly say that after this, it was it was difficult to... Um, I don't know. It's difficult yeah. to really have perspective on what they plan on doing with him or where they see him. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that the, it's not that they lost faith in him or anything. I was hoping that the way that all transpired was more to capitalize on Cody's ascent. Right. After All yeah. In and the NWA title to get one of their belts so that it was positioned better and everything. So I'm hoping that the Juice Cody angle continues and, and, and Juice gets a win back. But I'm with you. This was just... I, I never want to bash anybody in the ring, or but this was just kind of a throwaway match, just there. Yeah, yeah. On a, on a, yeah, what yeah. turned out to be a really good card, that was the weakest match. And I don't blame Juice. I mean, you're in there with the guy who I, I don't think is a great worker, and a guy I don't, I don't think you would be afraid to breathe on too heavy. Yeah, right? I completely Plus, guess that's, it's that's positioned, a perfect way to put it's it. It's positioned after a match that involved legends that everybody loves. And then the next match right. is one of their biggest feuds where you have, like, inner gang warfare or inner gang warfare going on. Yeah, and, you know, and the truth of the matter is I thought that it was great. I mean, it, so it was um, Tamatonga, Tongaloa, Bad Luck Fale, and Taiji Ishimori uh, defeated the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Chase Owens in 12 minutes and 16 seconds. Um, um, Tamatonga hit the uh, gun stun on Owens. Um, Did yeah, they change the name of that, by the way? Because they, all of a sudden they're writing it up, they're calling it the kill shot. Oh yeah, they definitely changed the name then. Yeah, which is weird because uh, is it wasn't that um, Shane Strickland's finisher in uh, Lucha Underground? I think so. Yeah, but, whatever. No, whatever. Um, <laughs> At least it didn't yeah. end with the move called Ape Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought this was great. I thought everybody looked really good. I you know. Um, it's strange because we're going to talk about this a little bit later with news, but I'll be damned if Tamatanga hasn't really started to kind of turn things around and make himself more interesting after being kind of despised, uh, I think, because of some of the personal attacks against fans uh, on Twitter and, and just, you know, this sort of overall behavior of, of this kind of like, I don't give a fuck attitude, but not in a way that made it at all endearing, made you really feel like he didn't give a fuck. And now I feel like he has really started to, I don't know, mold the, the character that yeah, he's become he was like, intending. Yeah. I get you. Like, you went from telling people horrible shit to all of a sudden telling everybody to man up, be a man, handle your business. It's like, we'll get to it when we get to news and notes, but I get you. Now, the only problem I have with it, and it was addressed, was I didn't think that Tama was a good enough in-ring worker to lead a faction. And they kind of fixed that, didn't they? Yes, they did. In a huge way. Yeah, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, before we do, um, we've got uh, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Will Ospreay beating Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Takashi Izuka in 12 minutes and 10 seconds. Uh, this was awesome because of the finish. I love that Will Ospreay got the pin on Taichi. I think that this was... Uh, um, absolutely a clear sign of the direction in which they see Will Ospreay going. Yes, I totally agree. It did pain me right in the feels that Tai Chi took the <laughs> pin, but then, like, like my initial reaction was, oh, man, they did it to Tai Chi, and then I sat there for a second and said, oh, wait a minute. 
we're going to get a Tai Chi Osprey program out of this at some point. Yeah. So I'm down with that. And two quick things to follow up on that, that frankly could have, you know, could wait till news and notes, but yeah. I, I want to drop them right here. Um, one is that Osprey suffered an injury um, in the UK, and people were really, really concerned about the nature of it because he actually had to go to the hospital. Turns out, uh, no broken ribs. Um, they think that maybe just some, you know, some bruised or torn cartilage. He's going to rest up. He's off the tour right now um, to heal up, and he's going to be just fine. And the crazy thing is, is for a lot of people who are wondering, this wasn't as a result of some you know crazy death-defying move. This was just a result of a, of a you know standard Pele kick, which yeah. is a move that you know I mean we've seen AJ Styles do a million times and be yeah. fine. So you know it was it wasn't like anything crazy. I want Will Ospreay to toughen up though. Okay. <laughs> D- DDP wrestled for three years with broken ribs, and and Bob Orton wrestled with a broken arm for six years. That's right. You are yeah. absolutely right. Yes, um, but no. And, and also, it's just that, like the only thing that dragged this match down a little bit for me was you. You, you want to take a wild guess? Oh, Azuka! Uh, Bang! Ding! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, the you know the interactions obviously between Suzuki and Ishii were awesome. Uh, that's the other thing that I wanted to drop in real quick is that uh, Ishii beat uh, Suzuki for the Rev Pro uh, British title, and um, uh, I haven't seen the match yet. I imagine it'll be up on New Japan World if it isn't already. And uh, apparently, when he beat Suzuki, the building came unglued. They, yeah. There was a guy who was there who said it was the loudest pop. He's ever heard his entire life. Uh, my question is coming out of this. I mean, I I think we're starting. Not that I want to speculate too much. Wrestle Kingdom is still a few months away, but I think you can start to see a little bit of the forest through the trees here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I we could be completely wrong, but the signs are starting to point maybe towards an Osprey Abushi match. Maybe even yes. now for the Never Openweight Title, which would be cool. Um, right. I'm just curious, though, as we come out of this, what they're going to do with, like, guys with Goto and Ishii and Suzuki. Because, like, I, I like Suzuki and Ishii, but this has been going on for so long. Can they carry that all the way through and have a match at Wrestle Kingdom? Or I, you do know, they have I to come up with an alternative? I don't know. I think the answer to that is yes, but I don't know if that's necessarily what they will do. And I also don't know if that's the best move. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's probably the reliable move they know will totally. work. But, like, uh, like I, I, this is so, like, I, I don't know how to phrase this properly. But when I get to Wrestle Kingdom, I want to see fresh matchups I haven't seen. Like, I'm, I'm right. excited for Omega and Tanahashi because I haven't really seen that. Yeah. Like, Jay White versus Okada, if that's where, the, where they're going, it looks like. I haven't seen that. I want to see that. Like, I've seen Ishii and Suzuki so many times now. I don't know if I want to see that at Wrestle Kingdom, especially if there's not a belt involved, which what belt at this point would they have involved in that? You know what I mean? If it's not the never open weight belt... I don't know. I mean, depending on depending on the nature of the relationship with Rev Pro, um, I, I I don't think it would hurt Rev Pro at all to have their title, you know, have it be a, a British heavyweight title match uh, on Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, that'd be kind of a big deal for them. So I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. It, it, it could go a number of ways, though. I think um, you know, hell, we could get a, a tag match for all we know. I don't. Yeah, know. we'll see. Um, yeah, it, it, because you're right. I think that is the direction that it's looking, and it's also looking like we're probably going to get Zack Saber Jr. Uh, and Naito um, at some point. And the but sad part I, about that is, I think you, me, and most fans would rather get the Suzuki versus Zack Saber Jr. match. Yeah, I mean, I get they can yeah. only do so many factions at war with each other at one point, but 
You know what I mean? I would almost rather that and then see something like Ishii and Naito go at it. And I think that well, and I think the other the other possibility is uh, is that we get the the Naito uh, Chris Jericho rematch. Yeah, which is I think um, most likely. Yeah, um, but speaking of Naito, uh, the next match uh, was a big deal for yes. a number of reasons. Um, the biggest reason is that the newest member of Lij was announced as Milano Collection AT. Um, <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was hilarious. That like, it's funny because I was watching it. I I had my iPad in the kitchen um, because I was making a little breakfast, and um, I was watching the you know the intro video there. And my wife was you know in the kitchen with me, and she was watching it too. And I just kind of looked at her and I was like. This, you know, I, I don't, I don't say it enough, but this is why he's one of the best in the world because Naito's entire promo, his presence, everything about it, that video package, that video package was, was like, great. He, oh god, it was so slick. I mean, he's they made just them look so cool, man. Yeah, they look cool, even with the shades, and you could see the reflection, and like Sonata not giving a rat's ass about anything. It was awesome. It was. It was so great. Um, and then, like I said, yeah, the, the, uh, they had that funny moment where he announced that Milano was the, uh, the, the, the newest member. Um, and, of course, he said that that wasn't true. Um, and then um, the dragon came out under a mask. It's the same mask. It's funny because I saw somebody tweeting something about how he wondered if he would wear this mask all the time. Uh, that's the same mask that each new member has worn. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like a mask for his character. It's just, it's like an LIJ thing. Yeah. Cause isn't um, that when evil first joined up with them, they both came out in the mask. Like he came out and then yes. Naito came out and yeah. So, uh, yeah. I was like, but, they did a good job though, because like they, it, it turned out to be the most obvious choice. And like, right. I was still guessing even when it came up and said the dragon or like, who's the dragon? Same here. But uh, same yeah. here, yeah. And, and so it was Shingo uh, Takagi from uh, formerly of Dragon Gate, and uh, man, this match was in a lot of ways built to uh, get him over and, and make him look good, and it did. And I think that that's kind of what the um, his finisher looks pretty wicked too. Yeah, I really like it. It's not my, my I think I, going back to the last one. I think my favorite finisher in wrestling right now might be Stormbreaker, but this yeah. thing looked pretty damn cool too. Yeah, the, the last uh, of the, the dragon. Last, yeah. What's um, with all the nicknames though? We got the last of the dragon. Now we got what the sniper of the skies. Marketing, I guess. I guess which we'll talk about. I, I we'll wonder talk how, about how that later too. I'm, I'm thinking some of this stuff, like sniper of the skies, might not be uh, culturally translatable. You know what I mean? Like it might be a little sure. bit more. Sacred over no, there. I don't know. That that's very true. That is very true because it is something that. Um, but even then, you know, it they've always felt a little more natural. These feel a little bit more like labels that are being put, brands. These feel like brands that are being put on someone as opposed to uh, you know like Blue Justice or something like that. That kind of yeah. just naturally evolves. Um, next up, we had Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil. But we, or did we? We didn't. Um, <laughs> and this is like right. you were saying, this is the, the wrinkle, why I don't know if we're getting our, the Naito-Jericho rematch at Wrestle Kingdom, because now you, you watch this, now you think you might get Jericho versus Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito. Right. But Yeah, because but, Na- but, Naito hit that DDT on, on Zack Sabre. But then you think to yourself, would they really have Jericho on Wrestle Kingdom against Evil? And that is no knock on Evil, but I don't know, unless they're really I priming don't... Evil for a big push. 
Yeah, which you know, I mean, he had this—he had this amazing entrance. Um, you know, I think that uh, he looked good in the G one. He always looks good. So, I mean, it's possible. Maybe, maybe they do want to elevate him. Maybe one of the reasons they do want to elevate somebody like him is because they realize that you know, having Ishii and Suzuki sort of at that, you know, right below the you know the the main event, the you know the top four or five guys, uh, they need some new blood in there, and so they want to you know push Evil up to that level as well. I don't know. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that this came off well. I mean, you know, obviously oh, Jericho's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Jericho seems like he could do no wrong right now. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Did you see I mean, two? That, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say he had that shirt that said, I'm not tranquilo. I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. I love it. Did you see yeah. his, uh, cruise thing's going to be on fight now? Yeah, I did see that. Actually. And I'm ordering the, um, I have a bunch of credit, free credits from ordering that nice. that hundred dollars Starcast package. So, right, right. I, and I'm buying the uh, NWA anniversary show Sunday. So I'm nice. gonna have enough free credits. I think I'm just gonna buy the. I, I think I'm gonna get the Jericho Cruise thing for free. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I you know I'm sure I'll get around to watching that NWA show because uh, I am interested in it. But uh, it's Shimmer Weekend this weekend, so I'll be. Uh, at the Berwyn Eagles Club, yeah. watching four volumes of Shimmer get taped. Is it is um, it stupid of me too that like I I marked out more like I'm looking at the match and stuff, but I'm like more giddy about the fact that Tony Schiavone and Jim Cornette are calling the show. That's pretty awesome, actually. I, I, all I want, and I want to send him a message. I, I want Tony Schiavone to come on and say that this is going to be the most important night in the history of our business. Yes, that, and yes. that there's like and, and this match put butts in seats. And I think that also he should tell a Klondike Bill story. I don't know if Fight TV would be appreciative of the Klondike Bill stories. That's an insight thing of anybody. It, it, oh, look that up. I'm not going there, but look it up. Yeah. Um, so after the brawl ended, uh, it was cool because Saber wanted the match to start. Like he was being such a dick. Oh, he's he so good like, at that, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. Um, and uh, um, Marty Asami would not allow the match to to. to uh, to go forward, um, you know he was he was calling it off, and uh, and then Saber attacked him. Um, then he put holds on Evil. Then finally Naito came out, and they had the big brawl, um, ending with Naito laying Saber out with the DDT. So it looks like we could be headed in that direction. Can I just say I'd Wrestle be Kingdom. super pissed if I was a member of Lij because no faction is slower to come out and save one of their buddies than them. <laughs> All right. Like every time one of their members get jumped, it takes like 10 minutes for somebody to get out there to save. Well, they're tranquilo, man. They're too tranquilo. <laughs> but uh, can I just say too, one of my favorite things, I, I didn't see the post, the post match here, but like when they put that up, I could watch Zack Sabre Jr.'s post match commentary things on the like interviews in the back, because not only is he so good at being like a swarmy little prick. Yeah. Count how many times he references songs. He just, like, throws song references out. Like, I remember watching the one, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so mad. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. Like, he just threw out a Smith <laughs> song reference right in the middle, like, like it was nothing. So, like, now yeah. I have to sit there with a pen and paper and, like, analyze his promos. <laughs> he's putting together playlists every Yes, time. it's the greatest thing ever. Um, so next up we had the match for the vacant IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, between Kushida and Marty Skrull. Um, I thought this was a great match. I thought it was uh, a great match, but I didn't like the outcome. No? It doesn't bother me. 
I just think it was the easy thing to do. I, I think it would have been cool to put the belt on Marty. I mean, not, sure. now who knows what's coming up or what the plan is, but I mean, it's the right. safe thing to go with Kushida. I get it. But yeah, but I, but I mean, I get what you're saying. I really, really do. I, I guess for me, I in in a way, I'm just glad that it didn't turn out to be Kushida and Osprey. Oh, I agree. Know? I agree. Um, but I, I I just thinking to myself, if they had Marty beat Osprey, I'm thinking to myself, maybe they did that because they're actually going to have him win this, right, and it sets sure. up. I I just kind of like in general when the, the the villain or the heel is kind of the the champ and everybody's chasing yeah. them because I think it, it, it adds a lot more storyline like you can go different places with it but I mean obviously I don't have a problem with Kushida being the champ I mean Kushida was all, is awesome he is the match was great um yeah you know so I kind of when it started would have been happy with Marty or Bushi winning but out of the other two, I would I, I didn't want Osprey, and that's not a knock on him. But I just think it makes sense in a way for him to get out of the, if he's going to get out of the juniors, do it now. Right, I agree. I completely agree. I mean, he, you know, and we didn't mention this earlier, but he's already clearly added uh, a little bit of weight. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's 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 already starting to modify his in ring style. Um, uh, you know, little tweaks here and there. You can tell. I, I I think he's ready. I think he's smart enough. I think he's. Um, yeah, I, I'm very interested in seeing that. Uh, you know, it didn't bother me that Kushida won the match, but I completely get where you're coming from. Um, I, I, you know, I'm interested to see where they're going to go next. Uh, I think that, the, 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 frankly, that division you know, has to kind of be considered wide open now. I mean, I think Ishimori needs to be uh, towards the top of the list there um, as far as next contenders go, but... Um, uh, we'll see. I, we'll see. I would really, at this point, I would like to see, uh, if this is the way they went, I would really like to see the junior tag title match at Wrestle Kingdom be Kushida and Ishimori. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, next up was probably, I mean, God, this might have been my favorite match of the night, uh, was Hiroshi Tanahashi defending the briefcase against Jay White. Um, Tanahashi does pick up the win, um, and he retains the briefcase in 20 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, I really like the, the way it was, ended. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that. The thing that was awesome about this is that Tanahashi hit the, uh, used an inside cradle for the pin. Um, and then, of course, we had a huge angle that played out afterwards. Um, but as for the match itself, man, I, I mean, Jay White has just really started to cement all of the things that I think have been in place for the past year, um, you know, with his character and, and, and to see him step up. Uh, and, and, and to, it feels earned, you know. It doesn't feel like it was just handed to him, um, which is which is really cool. Uh, I mean, it does in storyline feel like it was just handed to him, which is great because it makes you hate him even more. Yeah. But when you when you kind of take a step back and you look at it and you see what he's done over the past year, you're kind of like, man, he earned this. I love the fact that that like, I guess they do say it sometimes, but they don't make a huge thing that Gato is the Booker until they want to. Then they're like, oh yeah, like. You know what I mean? Like, he's in the background yep. as the booker, and now they'll use it that he's going to take care of Jay White. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Jay White's friends with the booker. That's why, like, and I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't think anything was handed to the guy. He might have been handed maybe an opportunity, at the but give him all the credit in the world because he ran with it. And I remember when he mm. debuted, when it, when they showed it was him, it was a power struggle last year. So he's not even fully a year back. Yeah. Okay? 
when he came back a power structure, and I'm like looking at him, like even through Wrestle Kingdom last year, I'm like, I don't know if I'm buying this because he looks like right. a 12 year old kid, and he's supposed to be this <laughs> evil, menacing guy. He's totally made it work. Yeah. He is yeah, the best heel in the business right now, if you ask me. Complete heel. Well, yeah, and I think that the other thing is is that it was believable that he could beat Tanahashi, which is, I think, the other important thing uh, for him. Well, yeah, it's believable um, he just did it in the G1. Well, right, but I, I mean, I guess in the context of this specific match. Oh, it was totally plausible as a wrestling fan. That they, like, I sat there and said, okay, they're, they're probably going to keep it on Tanahashi and have Tanahashi right. Omega. Then you're thinking to yourself, you know what, though? They did tease the whole shit when he was going to join the Bullet Club and he hit Omega. Do you think, right. like, you, you always get that thought in the back of your mind, like, do they really have the balls to do this? Like, I, yeah. and I, we said it from the beginning, we both thought Tanahashi would defend both, uh, win both defenses. But we right. both said if he was going to lose one, it was, uh, to me, far more likely that he would lose this one. Not to Okada, but yeah. to Jay White. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, there was just a lot of great uh, action in this match, a lot of great psychology. It felt very, um, you know, old school in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, uh, you know, the type of storytelling that Tanahashi excels at and, you know, has talked a lot about recently, especially in the feud with Omega, um, it was on display here, you know, full tilt. And um, and Jay White is so great at it. You know, we've talked about this before, just the little things that Jay White does and his awareness, you know, the awareness that he has at uh, any given moment. It's almost like, this might be a weird comparison, but it's almost like a quarterback. You know, those quarterbacks who, they don't need a play in order to make something happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they can go out there no matter what, and they're going to, you know, it's like that awareness that, like, that Peyton Manning used to have. You know, it's like in the, in the old um, uh, uh, 2K, NFL 2K games, there was that QB vision thing that yeah. they had, you know, where it's like the, the cone of vision. And, and, like, if if Jay White had that, you know, wrestling awareness vision, it would be, like, 360 degrees. Yeah, he's, he's, awesome. he's, he's still so young. Like, it's an amazing yeah. thing. But... Now, and the match itself, to history, will kind of get lost in the shuffle because of the aftermath is more the story that came out of it. But right. the way they did all that, too, I mean, you're putting him and Gato now with, with the, the Tongans and, and the Bullet Club OGs. Like, it's going to be really fun and interesting to see how they work this, because I don't know if they'll have a leader, per se, but Jay White's going to be an alpha in that group. Oh, for sure. And I love to see how they continue this to see if they get defections from chaos because I still think that could be the catalyst for Show and Yo breaking up eventually. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, you know, it, it is interesting to note that as of right now, uh, Yoshihashi is still on the shelf. Well, he knocked uh, himself um, out. Yeah. Um, so who knows what will happen when he comes back. Um, of course, the you know, I think the even more satisfying part of this entire post-match angle um, was that after, uh, you know, they, they all kind of come together, um, is that you have Okada, you know, making the save on Tanahashi. Yeah. Which was just... I mean, that place exploded what's, when Okada came out. What's the old saying? My enemy's enemy is my friend? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah the, whole, the whole thing was just so well done. It really yeah. was. You know? Yeah, it was, it was just perfect. Even, just even perfect bringing Jado out. <laughs> yeah. Which, yep. where'd they dust him off from? 
<laughs> He's around. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree. I thought it was just perfect storytelling. Chato's got a better schedule than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, ain't that the truth? Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. So this was just perfect. I loved it, and 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 I think it's um, you know, just the the. It's it, when New Japan hits the storytelling the way that they do in this in this match in this post match. It is, I mean, it's it's everything as far as I'm concerned that that, that we love about it because it was a payoff for seeds that had been planted, you know, going back a year plus, and then it was also planting seeds for the future. And and you know, they they, they had me hook line and sinker. Yeah, I agree. Now. Yeah. With, with a somewhat <laughs> divisive main event, mm-hmm. um, and I I kind of don't get the, the why it's divisive personally. Like I can understand there's levels of liking a match where I could say, oh man, I love this match. And somebody's like, yeah, it was all right. I don't know how you could watch that match though and not say it was at least good. You know, here it is. Uh, I'm gonna say something. Am I wrong though? I'm like say- it was 34 no. minutes. It was there was some great storytelling in it. Maybe it, it wasn't everybody's exact cup of tea, but to sit there and right. like kill the match, I thought was crazy. Like you could say, okay, it was good for what it was. It just wasn't what I was expecting. There was like people shitting all over it. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and this is, and this could, you know, be a little controversial, but fuck it. I think that a lot of people that are saying that um, it has nothing to do with the actual match. I think it has to do with what the match represents to them, and I think it represents change and in a direction that they don't necessarily want things to go. I think that people got, you know, very comfortable with their New Japan um, style and direction, and they don't want to see anything get shaken up. Uh, I think that they've seen enough shakeups for over the past couple of years to, to kind of last them, and, and they, they want their... They want their safe, comfortable New Japan Pro Wrestling, and but, I don't think that that's a realistic expectation. But Sam, wasn't this whole company and everything that's going on right now, is this not a company that's completely in flux? You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. changing up their dynamics all over the place. But, like, here's what drove me nuts, okay? Like, uh, people that are shitting on Omega's title reign, okay? And we got into a, a lengthy, lengthy Twitter debate. And I don't want to say fight, because it's not a fight. It's a debate. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm not saying somebody's wrong, but I think it's kind of unfair. You could say I'm not impressed so far. That's fine. But to shit all over it, I mean, the guy wins the title, and then you're right into the G1 season. Yeah. Which means the title's always put on the back burner. Now he's had, what, two defenses in, in pretty good matches. And, you know, like, to sit there, though, like, I had somebody actually say, well, yeah, it's the G1. He coasted through it. I'm like, What? He had how many great matches since he won the belt? You know, they yeah, might not have exactly. been title that's matches, but, like, I, I well, just couldn't wrap my head around it. I think it. it's, it's, it's a mistake to not consider the G1 in the context of his title reign because he, you know, any champion who enters that tournament, you know, it is a struggle because any, any slip along the way means that they've got a challenger. And... To see the journey that he had through the G1 and the matches that he put on from night one, you know, all the way through that tournament, to me, that's as important and integral to his title reign as any of the single title defenses that he's had. And so for people to try to 
discount the G1 in any way and only focus on, you know, the match with Cody, the match with Ishii, this three-way, I think is completely wrong-headed. How do you judge a guy? I mean, he didn't even have a, a, his, his, his title match at Wrestle Kingdom yet. You know, yeah. like, if he goes out yeah. there and they have, like, an unbelievable match. I mean, I had somebody said, like, oh, yeah, he, you know, everybody likes him because he's funny on YouTube. People like him because he puts, like, somebody said, oh, yeah, the, the self-proclaimed best bout machine. I'm like, he didn't name himself that. The company did. And the reason they did is because according to the only metric that people seem to care about, which is whatever, he tends to have the best bouts. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you have to like Omega, but it's, it's, it, I would think if you're not impressed, it would just say, like, it would be fair to say, well, the jury's still out. We'll see where this goes. We'll see how it plays out. Like, you know, but... It's crazy, especially if you go back, like, look at Okada's run, right? Look at his first couple defenses and, and, and through his first Wrestle Kingdom. He wasn't setting the world on fire yet. Right. No, I, I, I know, I know, I know. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to me um, that he's under so much scrutiny. Um, but I guess it makes sense in a lot of ways because there are a lot of people that, you know, for all the people that raved about him prior to... Um, his winning, there were a lot of people that were skeptical of him becoming champion. So, uh, you know, he's he's under a lot of scrutiny, and I get it. It's fine, but I think that it would be unfair to to discount this match. Um, and um, yeah, we'll 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 see. And honestly, Sam, I think I think part of it, and I could be wrong, and I'm not trying to talk for anybody, but I think either consciously or subconsciously, a big part of this friggin' backlash and bitching is because these people don't want to get on board because they think he's got, going to. Right, you know, like to see some of the the comments that are made, a negative about it. Go, well, first of all, guys, this is a business, all right. They're, they're independent contractors. He's in business for himself. Like everybody's going to rag on him. Would you leave where you work, even if you loved it, if somebody's going to offer you three times the amount of money? I mean, you have you have a wife and, and daughter now. If if somebody called you up today and said, "I want you to come and work for me, and I'm going to triple your salary," what would you do? I would, I would probably go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these guys. This isn't. People look at wrestling in a vacuum. It's not a vacuum. It's it's the dude's life. If, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah. I, I, to me, the thing. First of all, the speculation on it is so. You know, I, I try to I, I try to look at it realistically, and 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 I can tell you what I would. You know, in my heart of hearts, I'd love to see him stay in New Japan, um, but I can absolutely understand why he would go elsewhere. Um, I, there are a lot of different angles that are involved in this, and I think that uh, it, it, it's it's interesting to see, especially in the world in which we live today, because you know polarized opinions are everywhere. That this is a very similar discussion. You have people on one side of the fence that are like, "Oh, he's going. Clearly, he's going to take the money." You have other people on the other side of the fence who are going, "He'll never leave. He's an artist." And the truth of the matter is, is that no one knows what he's going to do. No, I don't even know if they. For him. I don't even know if they know one hundred percent what they're going to all do. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think that you know, for me. There's a lot of there, there's more to it than just one or the other at this point, sure. including the idea that's been floated around about them becoming free agents. Yeah. About, you know, Kenny, the Bucks, and Cody calling their own shots, going wherever they want, when they want, doing it how they want, and making their own money on their own terms. Yeah. So there's a lot of options, a lot of possibilities. But like the uh, and the big right now, Sam, is that a lot of this shit like is nothing but using leverage if they're trying to get a better deal out of New Japan and, and how awful it is. That's called business, ladies and gentlemen. 
a, a wrestler, if they, let's just say they're going to sign with New Japan, all right? They're going to resign, like Kenny, yeah. for example. His job is to get them to give him as much money as they compo- he can possibly get out of them. And New Japan's job is to get him to sign a contract for the least amount of money they can spend. That's just called business. If, if I'm a, a, a baseball player for the New York Yankees and I'm a free agent and I know I love it there and I want to stay there, I still go and take a visit with the Boston Red Sox because it makes the Yankees pay me more. Am I, am I missing something here? Is that just the way the world works? Yeah, I, I think the ultimately the thing is with you know all four of those guys or all of those guys involved beyond just those four, but in particular with Omega on this one is that uh, you know he he's gotten himself into a position where he can kind of decide what his future is, and that's a unique position to be in. And if he wants that position to be lots of money. Um, but at a cost of, you know, creative freedom and his, his schedule, you know, the schedule's a lot rougher in WWE. Um, but, you know, for the most part, the matches are going to be a little bit lighter compared to uh, some of the um, wear and tear that he goes through in New Japan. At the same time, he's going to be wrestling more often, so who knows? I don't know. Uh, then, then he can pick WWE if he wants and, to have and that. Sam, who knows what kind of concessions he would even get from WWE? Like, I'm not saying they would, you know, they're going to reinvent the wheel here and give him something, but, you know, you're talking about, like, an increased schedule. He might always want to sign a one- or two-year deal. If you sign right. a one-year deal, they could say, listen, even if the schedule is brutal, I can handle it for a year. i got to find out. i got to see what it, you know what I mean? Right. Who knows? No, There's, and absolutely. you don't know what, like, creative direction they're pitching to him. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple things worth noting um, that uh, Meltzer noted in The Observer, which I thought was really interesting, is that um, this was only the third time in history that both the NWA and IWGP champion were in a world title match together. Uh, the others being Ric Flair versus Tatsumi Fujinami in 1991 and Keiji Mudo versus Masahiro Chono in 1993. Um, both were at the Tokyo Dome. Um, and in fact, the, uh, the match with uh, Mudo and Chono was... Uh, a match where um, Mudo was already IWGP champion and he would end up beating Chono for the NWA title and so he would become a double champion out of that match which yeah. is a pretty, pretty big so what, deal. So what you're saying basically is this the first time they've ever been in the ring together and both being with, with, not, like, with both of them being foreigners? Yeah, that is absolutely true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's pretty so, neat. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, news to, to talk about. Um, yes, there we'll is. A little bit. Um, I want to touch on, on Tamatonga again, because uh, clearly with all of the stuff that's been happening with the, you know, suspected contract negotiations and, and really all of this stuff is tied together. Um, but, you know, Tamatonga, I feel like has handled it in a way that has made him more intriguing to me uh, and, and not necessarily likable, but uh, certainly I'm, I'm more interested in him now than I was beforehand. Uh, and a lot of it stems from the fact that, um, the Observer, there was a report um, where Meltzer said that um, the next few months are going to be very interesting, um, and there are you know some contract offers that apparently have gone out, um, and there is um, 
a very different behind the scenes atmosphere um, with Harold May and and the new general manager uh, by the name of Michael Craven. Um, reports that I've read is that he was a, um, a business director at um, Hayes Japan and he managed uh, technology recruitment uh, for a company and worked in IT recruitment before that. Um, so it's a story that is not new. Um, in fact, Meltzer has even paralleled this to, you know, the late eighties with, you know, WCW and, and early nineties having, you know, all these people come in that had never done anything in professional wrestling before. Um, and so apparently this has caused there to be a bit of a dip in morale among the roster allegedly. And, um, it seems to be universal. This is not necessarily just, uh, we're not just talking about Omega, uh, you know, and the Young Bucks and, and, and so on. Um, of course, it's worth noting that the Young Bucks aren't actually a New Japan employees. They, they're contracted to Ring of Honor. Um, so anyway, uh, all that said, th- there was a lot of speculation as to whether or not this was just, you know, information being leaked for the sake of contract negotiations, uh, you know, kind of trying to play uh, um, for a better position uh, if this is if this is genuine. Uh, whatever the case is, Tamatanga ended up sending some tweets out uh, directly to Kenny Omega uh, talking about there, you know, not being any sort of dip in morale that, you know, some people just can't seem to, you know, get with the program and you know, all this sort of stuff. But it was very, very interesting stuff, uh, in my opinion. And, and again, I, I felt like, and this is not a knock on Kenny. I mean, I love Kenny, uh, but I felt like Tamatonga kind of got the better of the exchange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, he had a little bit more latitude, you know what I mean? Sure. He could just haul off and be a dick. Hey, I got right. a, I got a question for you, completely, because I have the internet open here, completely unrelated. Okay. I'm sorry to do this to you. How reputable is the Sun newspaper? I, I know it's a UK company. Uh, I mean, not super reputable. Why? All right, because they're reporting as of a couple minutes ago that the WWE's canceled Crown Jewel. Interesting. Now, I don't know. It says, the headline I just read says, Crown Crack, WWE Crown Jewel pay-per-view event in Saudi Arabia axed after fan and political pressure following the death of U.S. journalists. And this was, it's dated today at 7.52 their time. Oh, man. So what, so we're only talking like, what, 20 minutes ago? But I don't see it on any other wrestling, that's why I'm asking you. I yeah, did not mean to change the subject, but I just it came right up on the thing, so who knows? Yeah, I don't see it anywhere else either. Um, it's interesting because uh, CBS Sports had a report two hours ago um, about it still being on. Um, yeah, I saw an article that basically it was like Randy Orton was on TMZ saying they should go. Yeah. And there was things like that, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I'm sorry, because we were going to talk about Crown Jewel anyway. I didn't mean to just drop that in the middle of something, but it definitely was an odd thing that came across the newswire. Yeah, it looks like, Especially, it looks like it is. It is what? It is still on. Oh, man. Uh, for everything I'm reading. So, yeah, so let's, hey, man, let's let's talk about it. Why not? Um, well, how about, did you watch SmackDown 1000 when the crowd booed the shit out of it last night? No, I missed that. The uh, I missed part of it, but I guess The Undertaker 
was doing his thing at the end on DX, and when he said something, every time he said Crown Jewel, the crowd booed. Man. Yeah. I mean, my God, they're in Washington, D.C., for Christ's sake, you know. The, the, the reporter who was chopped up was, you know, had worked for the Washington Post. Not that he lived there or anything, but still. Um, I, I didn't know if we were even going to discuss this, but we might as well. We've stayed away from it on Twitter. Um, I did sure. put a couple tweets out about it on my own personal Twitter uh, because I figured, well, two things. One, our, our, it's a wrestling Twitter. I did not want to engage in this over Twitter. You know, we could we could talk about it right now, and, and we would do better to talk than to try to do it in 140 characters. And two, I didn't want to put it on the rest on the our, our show Twitter because that's not exclusively my opinion. You know right. what I mean? It's it's we're a package deal on that, and we hadn't really talked about it, but. I mean, I'll let you go first. What's your take on that whole situation? You know, I, look, I, I was fairly vocal, actually, the first time around about Greatest Royal Rumble, about how I thought it was it was pretty tone deaf for them to go. Um, I think that uh, the hypocrisy um, is so blatant, um, and, and, and it's motivated purely by greed. Um you know, and and that's fine. I, I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write everybody in the company off. Um, but I certainly felt an incredible amount of sympathy, you know, for guys like uh, Sami Zayn, um, for the female competitors who have worked so hard um, over the past couple of years in particular. It just felt like a slap in the face of some of their own employees um, and some of their fans. Uh, and I just don't think... It's one of two things. Either they don't get it, which is frustrating. Or they, or don't they care. do get it and they don't <laughs> care. Which is worse. The, exactly. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised that they'd be going the second time, obviously. But when... You get reports that allege that they lured this guy into the consulate, took him to a room, murdered him, chopped him up into pieces, and hauled him out in garbage bags. Yeah. It doesn't get much more savage than that. No, I agree. And here's the thing about it, too. Like... (laughs) All right, when they first... You were more vocal about the Greatest Royal Rumble than I was. And I, I, I was a little uneasy about it, and I didn't think... I thought it was a slap in the face of Sami Zayn and to the, the, the female employees on their roster. But then part of me thought, at the time, they have this new... The new prince is kind of running the show. He's, he's promising to be a little bit more progressive. Maybe this is a small step, and we'll see where it goes. You know what I mean? Rome wasn't built in a day. Maybe it'll help. But... Right. And maybe I was naive for thinking that or whatever. But it turned into when you watched it, it was nothing more than a glorified house show that was basically a five-hour propaganda piece for the new Saudi image, okay? Mm -hmm. They're showing, like, videos of women driving and looking super happy. They're not showing the women getting stoned to death and shit for minor offenses. But even with all that, I was like, well, whatever. This is like a whole new level. Like you said, this is something like out of a goddamn movie. I mean, yeah. they murdered him in the consulate. 
Yeah. And, and they're like, now they're trying to spin it. And I'm not trying to make this a political thing. This isn't a Democrat thing or Republican thing or whatever. It's just a human thing. I mean, and, and it seems like they're trying to cover it up. I mean, what they say? They sent a 15-man hit squad to yeah. wait for this guy? Yeah. This is like something, you know, I mean, and especially, too, no matter what your feelings on on the, on the administration or anything like that, I'm not going to make this a political thing. There's enough divisiveness as it is. But they're also in a unique situation where Linda McMahon's a member of the U.S. cabinet. Yeah. I mean, not that that necessarily means anything, but it does. Like, you would think a company like WWE is how much money can you put on how much is the bad publicity worth? Right. Is the bad publicity worth whatever you're going to get? Is it $20 million worth it for the bad PR? Right. Or, you know, that's what it basically, at the end of the day, let's, let's face it, most of these decisions, like you have that economic summit and a bunch of CEOs are pulling out of it and everything, most of it isn't because of the moral high ground. It's the perception, the public relations hit to their company. Yeah. You know, I mean, for what it's worth, uh, their their stock is actually down um, today. Uh, it, it started uh, near $85 um, dollars a share, and it is down um, to, right now it's 84 but earlier in the day it was all the way down to 82 um, which, you know, I mean, whatever, it's not, that's not a huge hit by any, by any stretch. Um, but it is worth noting that um, it has dropped... All the way from you know nearly a hundred um, a couple of weeks ago, um, it's dropped about sixteen points. So, uh, I mean, there could be a correlation there. There, there might not be. Um, no, I, I mean the whole know. market's been going down of late too. So I get what you're saying, but it seems sure. odd that you know I, I don't know, and I don't want to like go off on this topic because obviously we don't really cover. WWE, but it, it's kind of more. It, it's an overall wrestling story. Like, I don't know. You would just think they would walk away from this one at this point, and maybe come back at a later date when things have calmed down a little. If nothing else, and I think you use the best word, it's completely tone deaf. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Why not just and move it, it? Move the event to like Manchester or London or something, and still call it Crown Jewel. Because my big gripe about it, and I'm probably I was going to originally watch this. For no other reason than it's going to be at least interesting to see Shawn Michaels in a ring. And I want to see AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan go at it. Now, they got me to the point where I don't even want to watch the thing. Yeah. Right? They they got me to the point where, like, I almost morally feel like I should cancel my network subscription, which I don't want to do because of all the, the NXT stuff and the vault stuff. But here's the problem, too. Like, if AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan go out and have this wonderful match and we're all talking about it and everything, it's forever going to be associated with this shit. Yep. I don't know, man. I know. And, you know, and here's the thing. Like, I'm going to be completely freaking honest here. Money goes a long way, sure. Um, but if they're trying to woo me to join their company, I'm going to think long and hard about yeah. things like this. Is this I mean, the company I want to work for? Well, yeah, let's say I get involved. You know, you're going to go over and... You know, I'm of Irish descent, and I do some charity thing, or I do something about Irish unification, and then they're going to have a show in Belfast, and they tell me, I can't go. I'm not welcome. The government won't let me there. Why would I want to go work for a company like that that doesn't stand up for you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's bad enough what they did to the women, but 
because it, it's a collective. I mean, and that's horrible. But then how they were able to single out Sami Zayn. Like, you would think, like, at some point the WWE say, wait a minute, he's an employee here, he works here, he comes or we don't come. Yeah. I mean, I, but I guess there's 20 million reasons why they just said, sorry, Sammy. Yeah, I know. And it's, and it, it, and it makes me sick to my stomach. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like you though. It's, it's one of those things that of course, as a fan, like there are matches and moments that I want to see. Um, but I'm not going to watch this. No, I'm not going to watch this either. And it's, it's disappointing if you're nothing else. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to watch it. I probably wasn't going to watch it because it's in Saudi Arabia. If they turned around the night and said it's moved to Manchester, I would go out of my way to watch it just to prove a point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I completely But at the end of the day, does it really matter if we watch it or not? I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but if they keep getting their $9.99 a month from us, does it matter? Right. And I want to take the moral high ground and say, I'm going to cancel my network subscription. And I actually thought about everything. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching all these old JCP stuff. I want to watch NXT. In fact, I think NXT UK debuts tonight. It does, yeah. It's already actually just debuted. Yeah, there's all this awesome stuff. So I don't want to cancel the subscription. That's the problem, and that's where they got you. Mm-hmm. So do I want to watch that stuff bad enough that I'll continue to give my comp- my money to a company that just pulled this this stuff? Or, or, am, I, or am I a hypocrite because I'm just going to say they shouldn't do it and keep giving You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation, and unfortunately, I they put themselves in this spot by signing a deal with the Saudis in the first place. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, and and I think that, you know, any way that they try to spin it that doesn't involve them trying to be some sort of force for cultural change, I mean, first of all, that's probably bullshit. But, you know, anything else that they say about it, 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 it it's just it comes off so, you know, unempathetic, passionless, tone deaf. And, and I don't have the time to pay attention to it at all well, and Sam um, but this is exactly where it's going in fact did you see what the Randy Orton what he said no TMZ caught him in an airport or something and said asked about it and his quote was I think we should go I think the only way to help change over there is to go and not cancel the trip our girls performed in Abu Dhabi not too long ago and I think we'll be there eventually with Saudi and Crown Jewel that's the goal is to make things better everywhere and I think us not going doesn't help going helps so that's going to be the, the line you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all fine and good. You could have pulled that after for the greatest Royal Rumble because that's a long, entrenched, like, rules of their society that are slowly going to change. How do you justify it after they just murdered and dismembered a journalist in their consulate and then lied about it for two weeks? Right. I know. I know. And I, and I, I can't, I just cannot fathom the decisions, you know, that are being made. Um... It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. And the thing is, there's no transparency. And you'd think with a publicly traded company that there'd be a little bit more transparency about what the real motivations were for this. And instead, we're left to speculate on it and think that it's all about the money. Do you think it's that hard to figure out, though? Do you think there could be anything more than it's simply the money? That the the Saudi um, government, athletic fund or whatever it is, just decided they're going to spend tons of that oil money and they want to bring the WWE because they want to twice a year, three times a year, have big five hour fluff pieces about how they're great. And like, if you watch like, and even John Oliver did a thing about it, right? Where he used actual clips from the broadcast. And it's like, Michael Cole's like, welcome to, to Riyadh, this, or uh, wherever they were. I forget where they were for, uh, British Royal Rumble, this progressive city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like a, it was like a tourist ad. It was like a basically like a five hour tourist ad. Right. 
And I'm guilty because I sat there knowing what goes on there. I know what goes on in Saudi Arabia, and I sat there and watched it. So yeah. that does that make me complicit? I mean... That's that's I, the feeling you get, though. You get a dirty feeling. Right. I, I know. And the thing is, is that it's not... This is not something that just wrestling fans are talking about. Um, I mean, this is something that... Um, you know, John Oliver uh, did a bit um, on it, and uh, it's you know it's in Forbes, it's 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 on the major news wires. I mean, everybody's picking this up, everybody's talking about this. You've got senators telling them to cancel the trip. It's not you know this is not just a little a little thing. You know, this is no, a big and the, deal. I don't think this would be like if this was just a non televised house show, it would have went under the radar a little bit. But they're making. They promoted this into such a big event of their own, uh, their own making, and that they've drawn so much attention to it. Like now, it's this huge spectacle, and they put themselves in this spot. I mean, mm-hmm. the second they got involved with the Saudi government, they had to foresee. And I'm not trying to judge anybody, but they had to see, foresee that at some point there was the the possibility of severe problems, right? Yeah. But they made the deal anyway, and it's because there was it had to be enough zeros at the end of a number. I mean, right? What else could it be? You really think that Vince McMahon and them are going over there for cultural change? No, no, they're not. Um, but you know, look, the 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 other thing is is that I know, it, I know, it, it's bad. It, 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 it is bad, and it doesn't make sense when you have talent who are associated with this company in one way or another who also aren't saying anything about it, um, and and and. I, I mean, is everyone really that scared for their for their job? For you know, I mean, what what is it that is preventing people from standing up and saying like, "This is bullshit, and we shouldn't go." Well, I mean, they might be under a gag order right now, unless they're going to mm. give the company line. They, and and in their defense, maybe they haven't exactly figured it out yet, and they're telling them, "Don't say anything until we do," because I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, you can you work for a company like that, they can terminate your contract, you know. And you could have all the morals that you want in the world, but when you have a, a high-paying job and a family to provide, do you really want to shoot your mouth off and, you know, take that away over something that you're – a political thing that you really – you're not that involved with? You know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah, a horrible I, situation. You put your employees in a terrible – because you got to know there's a bunch of employees that probably didn't want to go there in the first place. Not yeah. not not because of the, the length of the trip or anything. There's probably people that sit there and said, you seriously, we got to go to Saudi Arabia, a country where you can't buy an alcoholic beverage. Women can't drive. We have to go over there? Now yeah. with all this shit getting piled on, I mean, Randy Orton's getting approached in an airport by TMZ having to defend this shit. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I know, I know, and, and and it makes you know, and, and truth be told, you know, talking about things like this make you know contract negotiations and and you know discord potential discord backstage at New Japan feel like small fucking potatoes. Yeah, what if what if Brock Lesnar called him up on the phone and said, "Yo, I don't I don't care. I'm not going over there. I ain't going. Yeah, fuck this. Right. I don't want to be associated with that shit. I got a. Uh, I'm trying to angle for a UFC career. Then the last, like get back there. The last thing I need to do is have this shit on my name. What do you do then? Because if anybody could get away with doing it, it's Brock Lesnar. Because he'd just say, well, then fire me. I don't give a shit. He's calling no, his own shots anyway. And that's the thing is it's like if, if only if, – if all it would take is somebody like Brock or Cena or – you know what I mean? Like if, if one of those guys were to just say like, I'm not going, you know, and especially for Cena, like Cena wants to have a Hollywood movie career, you know? Yeah, it's, it's an awful situation. 
So I, I, I'm surprised that that we haven't heard anything more direct. That's um, why I wonder if they haven't made up a fight. If they're telling the talent, we're monitoring it, we're trying to figure it out. Just do, do us a favor. Or basically, or you're under orders right now. Don't say anything but the company line until we figure this out. Because if sure. we decide not to go, we want to have a united front and the message why we're not going. Or if we do go, we want to have a united front and, and the clear-cut message of why we're going. Right. You know, but I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. It's it's messed up. And they put the, like, hey, you lay down with dogs, you're going to get fleas, man. Yeah. And that's what happened here. I don't know. You think it would be just the simplest, best PR move would be to move it to another country. Right. So the fans still get what they want. And you could just tell, like, you could go back to if things calm down. And, you know, you got to figure the Saudi, this prince is going to do something to try to improve his public relations after this debacle. He might be able to come back in a year. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's a very good point. I mean, I doubt that. I really doubt that blood money is going away. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Was that yeah. harsh? <laughs> no, it's not harsh. It's Did not you harsh see somebody actually went online and changed the logo from Crown Jewel to Blood Money? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. You know, it's it's I don't know. This is like the most like <laughs> adult conversation we've ever had on this podcast. But no, the I problem, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I say I don't know what I would do or anything. I do know. There's a clear-cut right answer here, and it's probably to move the show. I think so. I mean, you know, the interesting thing is, is that they have, for what it's worth, they have removed all mention of Saudi Arabia from the promotion of the event. So I feel like they've given themselves the out if they change the yes. location. And they took the ticket link off, too. They did. Okay, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. Not that um, I was buying tickets to this event in, in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, but I did read that right. they, like the ticket link and everything was down. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if they're trying to figure it out. I mean, maybe they want to move it. It's not as easy as we think. I mean, it's got to be hard on two weeks' notice to get a major arena with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, but ugh, what a shit show that it turned out to be. Right. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that they've really released as far as a statement is that they're monitoring the situation. What the hell does like, that mean? Yeah. I mean, I know that's what you got to put out, but aren't you theoretically monitoring every situation? Right. You know, like, uh, it's crazy. I mean, if they were going to a country and there was civil unrest there, they would move it, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's interesting. There's actually an article written by uh, a blogger who is from Knoxville, Tennessee, and she talks about how, you know, she um, is happy to see a company like WWE investing in in communities, but um, that... It, it uh, makes her feel a little gross to know that you know this company's doing business with them, you know, with Saudi Arabia, and then yet you know turning around and giving a hundred thousand dollars to Knoxville for a, you know improvements or whatever. It, it's, I mean, that that that's the thing is, it's like the minute, the minute that they started to get, and I almost texted you this the other day when you brought up Linda McMahon, but the minute that they started to get involved in politics at all. You know, it's like, why is she running for office? Why are they doing these things? Why is she accepting a place in the cabinet? Why, you know, it, first of all, it it paints the company as a conservative right-leaning company, 
when we know for a fact that there are a lot of people that work for that company are not that. Well, it's at like all. any any company in the world. You're going to have extreme right wing people, extreme left wing people, people in the center, people that are straight, people that are gay, people that are black, people that are white. I mean, it's a major company. Right. But I know what you mean. They've almost like it's it's almost like they branded themselves through their political affiliation as this far right wing company, or, or I yeah. shouldn't say far right wing, but a right wing leaning company at the very least. Yeah. But they're running like they associate themselves with the party of like family values and morality. And then it was the same company that not long ago had brawn panty matches and a lady gave birth to a hand. Yeah. So yes, it, it exactly. is all over the place. And I get that. And I, you know, I try not to look at politics when it comes to wrestling. Like, what do I care if Linda McMahon ran for Senate or whatever? You know what I mean? But this is a situation where there's no way to detach the two. Right. Because there's no way I can sit here and watch this event, and, and I want to watch it and like and watch this and not feel dirty about it or like that, uh, you know. So at the end of the day, I'm just not going to watch it. But right. then, then like I said, part of me thinks that's not enough because I still just got my money. So at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Yeah. <sighs> I you know, I don't know. Well, they're a machine. You know, that's the other thing. At the end of the day, they're such a corporate machine beyond the product that we consume. Um, and I think that, you know, you start to think too hard about a lot of companies out there. I mean, like, hey, I'll tell you what. Here's something. And I th- and I thought long and hard about this. I-, I won't eat at Jimmy John's anymore. I won't eat their sandwiches. Because their owner likes to take these fucking trips over to Africa and kill animals. And uh, and I hate that shit. And, and, and I always have, you know. He, he's sitting there with endangered animals parading himself around. And, you know, and, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat there. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, but am I really hurting him? You know? Or, no, you're or, probably or hurting the guys who work at the local Jimmy John's who, you know, like if everybody did that, get laid off. Exactly. I know. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's really sucks when you really stop and think about how the structure is. That you wonder, like, you know, and I understand. I'm not saying that the WWE is going to lose their mind or go crazy or have a board meeting because Paul O'Malley is going to cancel his network subscription. (laughs) But like you said, say we all, a bunch of people cancel it. Are we really going to hurt that or are they just going to lay off people to even it out? Right. You know what I mean? Vince is going to be a billionaire whether I get to pay him the $9.99 a month or not. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's up to the individual, but I got to... I got to look myself in the mirror. Well, sure. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to feel like, gonna, a, I don't want to feel like, dirty. I'm not going to down on anybody too hard. Oh, if you want to watch um, it, power to you. I'm not judging you. Their, their choice. Um, but I do think that if you look at it from a moral standpoint, it is pretty hard to justify this. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. You would think, though, just as a major, major company like that, they would just move it. But who knows? So, anyway, uh, I suppose we Yeah, can... so that was our excessively long Crown Jewel discussion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, as, as far as you know, New Japan goes, um, I think that we've got um, a lot of, you know, interesting behind-the-scenes things that are going to be happening over these next few months. We're going to see how it relates to talent, clearly. Um, we're going to see what happens when it comes down to it uh, for, you know, Kenny and Cody and the Young Bucks in particular. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I'm just glad that we get a damn good wrestling show like King of Pro Wrestling. We're getting the beginnings of a fun, you know, junior tag league tournament. Um, you know, they're going to continue to build a guy like Shingo Takagi, obviously.
obviously. Um, Power Struggle is probably going to have a couple of you know big matches, and then of course we're right around the corner from uh, Wrestle Kingdom, you know the, the the biggest, best, most important show of the year, and we're going to have a main event that I, I am on the edge of my freaking seat for. You know, I, I cannot wait to see Kenny Omega and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, and I really, even though we, we haven't officially got it yet, I can't wait to see Okada and Jay White. Right, absolutely. So who knows? I mean, we're, we're definitely on the road. And, and as far as, like, a lot of the unhappiness behind the stage or anything, that tends to go away when, when the money starts flowing, too. Right. Well, and then, you know, look, we, we we'll knew see. that changes were going to be made. We knew that there would be some changes. Anytime there's change, you're going to have people get their, their feathers ruffled a little bit. But, you know, I'll be damned if, if, if we've seen any of that spill over uh, to the ring. Because I, no matter what anybody wants to say about that three-way, I think that it was... Uh, it was a hell of a match, you, you know, and, and they, um, it was different, yes. Um, do I think it was, you know, in their top ten matches of the year? No, absolutely not, I don't. But I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Um, I think it was a solid main event. Uh, I think that, you know, you had those last three matches on that card um, were, were fantastic uh, and, the, and kind of what you just come to expect from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, and if people... You know, if they're setting their standards or expectations so high that that match doesn't measure up to them, then I, I don't know what the fuck will. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But, I mean, I just think, like you said it earlier, I think people were so comfortable with the New Japan setup that they knew. And I think a lot of this, as soon as Okada wasn't the champ anymore after that long reign, people got nervous. Yeah. And it, it it is what it is. I mean, but we're we're on to I hope bigger and better things. I mean, we're gonna see a lot of new new matchups, new feuds, and and at the end of the day, I'm okay with everything because I trust Gato. I trust Gato. He has like he every time I, I I've been forced to use patience and wait something out, we get the payoff in the end. Yeah, and you know what? I also, at this point, I also trust I, I trust Harold May. I really do. I don't think he's done anything um, other than cosplaying as Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z that uh, has me scratching my head at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is because I don't live in my parents' basement. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, he he did some cosplaying recently backstage, and he dressed up as Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. It was it, there's pictures of it on the internet, oh, um, and I was like, this has got it. This can't be real. This can't be real and is it uh, real though i i think it is yeah I'll, uh, i'm gonna you know what look i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do a little search right i'm looking here, it up now right now but i think you know, you know look the the important thing here to remember is that they they are going to be making some changes anyone who didn't think that they were going to make those changes um yeah i think just wasn't being realistic and uh wait a minute is this him he's painted green yeah what the hell is that? <laughs> it's a it's a character from uh, the, the Dragon Ball Z anime. Is there an explanation as to why he's dressed up like this? I don't think so. Like, is it like Japanese Halloween or something? I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I just all I, right. Well, I, we like have said, to do have research. To, for have next to do episode. some more research, but yeah. Um, this is frightening. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm very, very uh, 
excited to see what they've got going on next. And, and I think that, um, you know, the other thing um, is that uh, if they end up losing talent um, after Wrestle Kingdom, they're going to be fine. You know, I, I don't think that there is any one person or any four or five people that they could lose and not bounce back from. Um, I, I think that that's just the nature of the company, the way that they build their talent, the way that their talent comes across as, you know, I mean, look at a guy like Juice Robinson, for instance. We've talked about him uh, already and, and about how it feels like maybe he's slidden off their radar a little bit. But the truth of the matter is, if they, if, if they lose a bunch of people and then they want to, you know, run with juice and bump him up to like intercontinental title holder or something like that. They, yeah. I, they've said they've already sowed all these seeds and just because they haven't completely bloomed yet, they have them stand. Like, I don't, I mean, they're ready to rock. If this happens, I mean, you're talking about a company that lost Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and then hit its most like pro- profitable stretch right after. Yep. You know exactly. what I mean? I get totally get what you're saying. As long as they don't lose God's gift of wrestling, Titsu and Naito, then they're golden. Yeah. Because he's instant ratings. <laughs> but uh, I know what you're saying. They're, and it's not like, even if those guys leave the elite or whatever, they're not anytime soon losing Naito or Kata or Tanahashi. They're, they have plenty of talent. They have plenty of young guys. They have young lines that will be coming up. I mean, it's not going to be all that long until we see... Um, Oh, the great O'Corn or uh, Quado, Quado back. So there's some new talent that'll be coming in. And it's obvious that guys like, you know, Shota Umino and Yoda Suji are, are ready. You know, they're they're ready all right now, quite frankly. Um, and they look so and then you, Yeah. So, I mean, And yeah. you got guys like Yushida sitting there. They yeah. just brought in Shingo. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, um, yeah, they, the things, they do a very good job of positioning themselves. And speaking of, of young talent and new talent in general, one thing that we didn't talk about yet is uh, the Lions Break Project 1, um, which will be in California at the Anaheim Convention Center November 10th and 11th. Um, and they've got a couple of main events uh, that are looking pretty damn great, uh, including uh, Kenny Omega versus David Finley. Um, and then we've also got uh, a match announced between uh, Hiroki Goto and Jeff Cobb. Um, um, yeah, which, I'm excited for both of those. Yeah, so, um, you know, clearly, you know, fun stuff uh, on the horizon. And, and no, I think there's no reason for, you know, fans and lovers of New Japan Pro Wrestling to get uh, concerned at all. I, I, I think uh, it, it's always going to be a continuum and it's always going to be a process and there's always going to be change because that's just how you keep any kind of artistic endeavor alive. And, you know, as I have tried to hammer home many times, professional wrestling is an art. And, you know, having spent my adult life in the arts, uh, if you're not, you know, if you're not moving forward, if you're not thinking about what's next, uh, then, you know, you're just dying. You're just, you're just sitting there stagnating. And I don't think that that's a problem that New Japan is going to have anytime soon. No, because, like, I, and even if you want to, I know Tanahashi's getting up there at age, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they position themselves, even if they lose a bunch of these guys, that the, the backbone of their company going forward could be Okada and Jay White. Right. I mean, that could be the new... I mean, how cool would that be, but role reversal, where Okada almost is the Tanahashi of the feud. Absolutely. The, 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 like, you know, t- having to fend off the young upstart who's out to win no matter what. Like, you know what I mean? It's just there's so many different ways. Like you said, besides Juice Robinson's, there's so many guys they could go to that they've positioned well. 
I mean, obviously, you you could take a couple of years. I could easily see them building up a guy like Sonata. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I get what you're saying. They're, they're strategic in how they build stuff. They don't rush stuff and ruin people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't think there's anything. I, I don't think. I really don't think there's anything to be worried about. I just don't. I, I don't. You know. No, I don't. Um, I don't either. Know, we'll see what happens, but uh, I don't know. Different don't know. isn't always worse. It's just different. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, what else you got? We got anything else? No, man. It's you know. I mean, I feel like we uh, we covered a lot. Uh, we we kept ourselves to a nice tight you know ninety minutes or so here, which is always nice. I think for the listeners, and we'll endeavor to do that in the future. But uh, uh, I think I'm ready to go home and uh, go watch some wrestling and and get back to this. Yeah. You know, uh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably going to get off here. I'm going to probably fire up and watch that uh, the UK thing, the NXT UK, see how that is. Nice. I'm excited for that. There's there's plenty of things to be excited about. For sure. Um, I, you know, like I'm not watching a lot of WWE, but you know what? Uh, SmackDown 1000 was a lot better than Raw, the Raw uh, thing was, Raw 25. Yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, um, I mean, I just watched clips of it uh, this morning. But Yeah, that's all, it. yeah. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I the Evolution reunion was cool. There was a tease there. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime you get to see The Undertaker, it's it's pretty cool. But, you know, so things are, there's things to look at. I always love watching NXT. The May Young Classic's been solid, you know, if, if not above solid. You know what I mean? Right. So, and then there's plenty of things on other wrestling promotions going on that are piqued my interest like I, I i haven't really been able to jump really into the junior tag league which i'll probably start tonight i really want to see uh how robbie eagles does as a member with uh yeah. Ishimori. that's going to be an interesting thing absolutely i want to see how bushi and, and shingo team together there's a lot of things you know what i mean yeah Oh yeah, yeah, so. and 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 I can certainly say that uh, on our next episode, which again will will not take so long uh, of a break between episodes, we'll definitely talk more about Road to Power struggle and the the Junior Tag League, um, and uh, you know probably have some more news and rampant speculation to discuss as as uh, concerns. Uh, you know the elite, so we'll 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 see what happens. Obviously, we're you know we're monitoring. Yeah. And, you know, much like other organizations, like know, we're monitoring the situation. <laughs> yes, and I can tell you, I'll be monitoring a lot this weekend because I'm basically the weather's turning cold, and Notre Dame's off this weekend. So, other than watching the Eagles game, I'm going to be in the house with the heat, the, the heat on, watching wrestling. Love it, love it. Yeah, what else? You know what I mean? There's nothing else to do. Well, I will be, like I said, I will be at the Berwyn Eagles Club uh, watching Shimmer. I hate that you live in a big city. I really <laughs> hate you sometimes. I mean, I, I, I like where I live, and I guess I'm not too far away, but like from Philly to New York. But it's like a two-hour trip, which is just far enough that it's like aggravating. Yeah. I, I, I despise the fact that you can jump in an Uber or take public transportation and go to like major shows from all different promotions. But it's you know, not bad, man. It's not I, bad. I hope you guys get buried with like four feet of snow this winter <laughs> as payback. I'm sure we will, man. The weather started to turn, and it's 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 definitely going to happen. I think a lot of people were hoping this weekend to you know to, to just kind of wear the the fall jackets and you know maybe a sweater, and instead it's looking like uh, it could be you know a high 30s, low 40s. Uh, so people are going to be. 
busting out the coats, and uh, it'll be it, but it'll be fun time. It's always warm in the building. I can't wait to see. We're going to that Notre Dame game. I think it's like November seventeenth. So I looked at the temperature on November seventeenth in New York the last couple of years. It could be anywhere from sixty-two degrees to twelve. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so. Let's hope. I know my luck. It's going to be like 10 degrees with a negative two wind chill in the middle of November. I'm going to freeze. And our seats are high up at Yankee Stadium, so I know it's going to be windy as hell to begin with. Oh, man. But the things I, the things I do for the love of Notre Dame and the love of my son. Right. Well, hey, I, you know, I, I, can't, uh, I can't argue that. I cannot argue that at all. And it'll be a good trip for, for Liam as well. So. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's yeah, but I'm awesome. telling you right now, I'm bringing like a 30 pack on that trip because it's I don't have to drive, <laughs> and I guarantee I'll find a way to stay warm. <laughs> uh, I indulged in too many beers last night. I can't think about that right now. Yeah, that's all right. It happens. It happens to the best of us. That's right. I've been behaving because I all week. I, yeah. I behaved at Notre Dame though. You would have been seriously proud of me. Nice. I uh, I can't tell you the last time I went 48 hours without. Uh, any alcohol at all I thought it was going to have Like I thought it was going to shake But then I drank a six pack Before the game And we went to a tailgate party That was it Nice, nice. Yeah not bad And it was like Miller Lite So that's like drinking two beers Right 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 it's not You know like what I mean I, yeah. In fact I think the last beer I had Was a Michelob Ultra Do you have a, ever have a Michelob Ultra? Yes I have it, t- it felt like somebody took a Coors Light And filled it with half Half a glass of water Yeah that's probably what I mean. It's pretty much what they do, man. You know, it's but it was free beer. So hey, it's the best kind. That's my that is my favorite kind of beer, the free <laughs> kind. Um, well, so on that note, on that note, yeah, we're gonna get out of here, but we'll be back at you real soon. Uh, make sure you drop by on Twitter and say hi to us. Keep us warm during these cold winter months, and uh, I'll probably uh, have a bit of a report on on Shimmer and maybe a couple of interviews as well. Um, in fact, for those interested, the other podcast that I do, uh, Fate's Wide Wheel, about the television program Quantum Leap, we recently hit the episode Heart of a Champion, which is a uh, wrestling themed episode, and we had professional wrestler Leva Bates, also known as Blue Pants, join us as a special guest for that episode. So uh, check that out uh, if you're interested. Did you just plug your other podcast on this? I did. I did. Oh, man, that's all right. <laughs> hey, I plug us on the other one, so it's all good. I, You know what? I'm, I'm a terrible friend with that and yet a great friend because I don't listen to your other podcast because <laughs> I, I don't watch Quantum Leap. But yeah. I subscribed. I subscribed. Nice. So my phone is full of Quantum Leap podcasts that I constantly have to, like, go in because it tells me my phone's running out of memory. <laughs> so at so least big, I subscribe, right? I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I try. I do try. Uh, so. Well, hey, uh, everyone, don't forget to hit that subscribe button for King of Pro Wrestling. And, uh, again, we'll be back at you real soon. But in the meantime, I think it's time for the Hales to play a little music and for you and I to get the hell out of here. Yep, I agree. All right. Go Irish. <laughs>